2: It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should?
0: Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Sunday, April 19th. This is episode 288. I am Dan Ellis and I'm joined via Skype by, by the other two awesome co-hosts for the show. How are you guys doing?
2: Yeah. Um, I wish I could be there.
0: Yeah, me too. That'd that'd be nice. Otherwise, I'm doing good. It would certainly make things easier for me because you ordinarily control the board and everything. And now I'm trying to control the board and the computer and the recordings everywhere to all the places and things and junk. And I'm doing okay at it. And we got a
2: new... So you're (laughs) You're saying I'm actually valued. Yes. Always. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, both of you are valued very,
0: very much. Uh, what's What's been going on? So, we, well, let me start off by saying I know we didn't do a show last week, and that is totally, totally, totally all my fault. You guys were ready to go, and I was too fucking hungover.
2: <laughs> is
0: what it boils down to. <laughs>
2: like it's a, it's a, it's part of this whole deal. Like, like I could I could try to
0: blame it on it was the holiday. You know, we, we had decided to take a break or whatever, but no, we were going to record and I was just way too fucking hungover. I, I felt like ass all fucking day. The reason why is because the Saturday night before, um, it was Callie, well, Callie's birthday was on Easter. And so the Saturday before we had a Zoom online birthday party for her so it was just me and Tracy sitting in the kitchen staring at the TV that i had hooked up my laptop to and a camera and a microphone and everything and then we had a uh, online party with our friends that we ordinarily would be getting together with to celebrate Kelly's birthday and I think I was just a little too excited to actually see and chat with people as somewhat face to face or where I could at least see them. And I ended up drinking a fuck ton, <laughs> like a metric fuck ton. I drank so, so much. We were doing shots and then I was in mixed drinks. And I just, I I think I had missed connecting with people and was a little blue and then just drank way too much and then felt like ass the next day. Like before bed, it, I had that thought running through your mind where you're like okay should i should i throw up just to make <laughs> things better for myself or would or it be better to more. yeah or would it be better to try to not <laughs> throw up and just go to bed ultimately i decided to not throw up and just go to bed and then i woke up the next morning thinking i should have thrown up <laughs> because <laughs> because i think i just had so much more alcohol waiting to move through my system that all Sunday I just felt awful. Like I wanted to throw up almost all day and was barely controlling, not throwing up all day long because I was that hungover.
2: It was uh, not a good, well, was not a good day. Hopefully I'm not in the same boat next weekend when my brother is having his zoom birthday party. Oh yeah. But it's also a talent show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, a birthday party slash talent show
2: so I can't so when he turned uh, 21 something else major had happened uh-huh. and he was supposed to go do like an open uh, like open mic night type thing play some music and it got cancelled so he's like I'm turning 40 I wanted to do that for my 40th birthday but I can't now so fuck it we're doing it online and if anybody wants to join in and play some music show a talent do whatever Fuck it. We're all going to have fun. <laughs> so that would that
1: would have been 911 then probably.
2: No. Well, cuz would have been close. The, yeah, would be about right. Yeah, I can't remember what it, he sent an email out about the whole thing, but well no, once but his birthday's April. So nine <laughs> eleven oh. September.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, (laughs) days just kind of run into months into
2: weeks into years these days see now you know how my job is (laughs) that's why i never know what fucking day it is (laughs) it's been really fucking
0: (laughs) rough man like i think this last week as soon as tuesday rolled around i was thinking it should be friday and i felt like every day should have been friday until friday yeah, and then it just kind of felt like Monday again. I don't it, it's all fucky and we've just been so busy at work with the, you know, trying to get everything up and running for the get my payment stuff and to get <laughs> yeah. checks mailed out to people and fucking, you know, Trump deciding that he wanted to have his name on the checks though apparently that's yeah. in dispute uh, according to stuff Steve Mnuchin said today, but what have you guys been doing for the past couple of weeks? How was your Easter to start off with?
2: Um, I built a wine rack for Easter. Ooh, how many, I did that. How many bottles will hold? Well, so I did the whole top shelf. I built the whole top shelf and a little rack to go beneath it. So the rack itself only holds four bottles. Then you got a whole shelf above it. that can probably fit 10. Nice. Then it's also got the slots in it to be able to slide in wine bottles on one side of it and all that kind of stuff. Then guess, guess what I built yesterday? What'd you Sarah build doesn't yesterday? Like I built a Cryptex. A what? A lot of wood. Oh. Remember uh, the, the Da Vinci code where you, to, where you gotta like, line the letters up and it pulls apart? Right, right. I built one of those yesterday.
0: And Sarah doesn't like she's, it?
2: No, she loves it, but she hates the fact that I've never done anything like that before, and I figured it out and made one in seven hours.
0: And that's, huh. a, that's a bad thing?
2: That she's jealous that I just figured it the fuck out. <laughs> oh, I see. And made it all out of wood on the lathe. Well, so that's I pretty. Carved cool. all the individual pieces out on the lathe and made them all fit together and work. Yeah. Wow, that's. Cute. And then I bought a truck. That's cool. <laughs> oh, that's right. I saw
0: your post about that. What What prompted you to buy a truck? I mean, I know that you were looking to get rid of the sedan. Is
2: that it? Yeah, I hadn't liked that Nissan for a while now, especially after the transmission blew up in it. Um, And the fact that I couldn't go camping really unless I could take a car there or haven't been able to take the kayak out since I got rid of a truck. And it's like, fuck. And then Ford was doing 0% interest financing. So I'm like, now's the time to do it. I got the Nissan at 0% interest. I can go get another vehicle at 0% interest and get rid of this one I don't really like.
0: Wow, 0%. So, that's nice. Uh, yep. And did you have so to have last,
2: any certain amount down? Uh, no, I did have to eat it a little bit on the Nissan. Yeah. Because I upside down on it. So mm. I had to eat a little bit on that guy. But I got into a vehicle I can actually go do stuff with now. And not have to worry if I'm going to make it to work or not in the winter. Yeah. Well, that's which, fun that would get scary sometimes when the roads aren't plowed and I'm doing five miles an hour being like, if I stop, I'm stuck.
0: Well, and now if the zombie apocalypse hits, you have, you have a vehicle that's more capable than just a sedan.
2: Yeah. Not as good on gas,
0: but more capable. (laughs) Yeah. And how about you, Matt?
1: Um, things have been good. Still working. Both of us. Uh, um Daniel's working from home, though, and I'm still going into the shop, which yeah. is surprising. Yeah. But I guess not too surprising in Utah, where the government is sort of uh, anti-shutdown.
0: Yeah, I think Salt Lake County is yeah. the only county that really has any shutdown. Well, maybe Summit County also. I'm not sure. But I know Salt Lake County has issued a, a shutdown order. Yeah.
2: Well, they're opening national parks back, not national, they're state parks are opening back up this weekend.
0: Which oh, yeah. fun. Fun fun. Yeah.
2: Everyone's what's that?
0: Oh, I just oh. said fun fun. Super great.
1: Oh. Everyone's still playing pickleball over here across the street <laughs> from my house.
2: They're not dead yet.
1: <laughs> well, the park's closed oh. and the Oh shit. Courts are closed. Supposed to be, but uh, everyone's still playing, so. So Which isn't surprising.
0: Yeah, so the current numbers for the coronavirus globally are total cases stand at 2,356,475. Total number of deaths globally is Mm 162,070. Nationally... We have 735,366 cases here in the U.S. with 39,095 deaths as of the time of recording. I'm sure that by tomorrow we will have easily surpassed 40,000 deaths.
2: Oh, we we, we will today.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah.
2: Yeah. No S. Banjo. I mean, and what's, what's the recovered rate right now for the U.S.? I don't know. I didn't look that up. Let's see. Because I know they usually have... Because I keep seeing people put... Like, I saw one guy put... No, it's not that bad. There's this many people in the U.S. And there's this many people that got it. So it's not that bad. It's like, no, dude. You got to compare the people that have recovered to the people who have died. So, yeah, in the U.S. right now, only 69,000 people have recovered with 40,000 deaths. Come on. That's not good numbers.
0: Yeah, well, and the other thing about the numbers is that we don't know exactly what they are. Like, we have, we have this is the number of reported cases, but we have no idea yes. of knowing how many people have actually been infected because <laughs> testing has been so sparse.
2: Which is where I was listening to Como talk about that the other day when they were talking about uh, the new CDC guidance saying that if you suspect the person died of COVID-19, that you can put it down as a possible death. And they're saying, well, doesn't that skew the numbers? say like, no, it's a whole different pool. Like, if the person is showing all the signs and symptoms that everyone else has had of COVID-19 that's died, we put it down as suspected because they might not have gotten tested or been able to get in to get tested. So, yeah, they could have died of that. We'll we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, and we can track that as a separate number.
2: Yeah, and I think that's what people weren't getting is they're tracking that as a separate number, not as a number of people who have been tested and have passed away. So there are people were saying oh, they are they're inflating the numbers, they're making numbers up now to make it look worse. It's like no dude. It's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. You know, what does your family do for Easter
0: Matt? You guys do anything like Easter bunny, anything like that?
1: Um we we just basically did like uh some gifts and stuff for uh the little guy. The little sidewalk chalks and stuff like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Other than that, not too much.
0: Y'all. Yeah. Well, that sounds super fun. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I just, I had spent the day like I said, just super hungover to um, catch everybody up on other things that have been going on. I sent a reply to Sean McCraney declining uh, the appearance to come on his show. I think that was already passed anyway, like the timeline for that. And I don't, I don't, know. I don't really know what's going on in his world. If he's still holding <laughs> services or not, but I sent him an email saying I wasn't going to attend because of the virus and everything. And he just said, no problem, brother, <laughs> something yeah. like that. Um, uh, one of the things that I thought of and posted out to Facebook a while ago was that if you can watch Donald Trump, deliver a speech, and not think he's the stupidest person in the room, it's probably because he's smarter than you are.
2: Or, yeah, I want to... I do not... Like, I stopped listening to him. Like, I was watching his stuff, his daily briefings for a while, and I just got fed up with it. I'll listen to Andrew Cuomo do his stuff, but that's it.
0: (laughs) Tracy and I were listening to some clips of him, uh, Andrew Cuomo, uh, earlier today, and at one point she just turns to me and she goes, Jesus Christ, sometimes he sounds so Italian.
2: (laughs) Like like he almost Uh, sounds uh, uh, uh. like a mob
0: boss sometimes. Like
2: (laughs) Well, he's got that very Jersey accent.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well it's that I I think it's just that New York accent. And like and sometimes he kind of sounds like Christopher Walken, too. (laughs) I've noticed his
2: brother doesn't sound like that at all.
0: Well, he does when they're talking to each other. Like they, okay. he slips into his New York, New Jersey, you know, East Coast accent when they're when they're speaking to each other, which is kind of funny.
2: It's, it's normally he has his broadcaster voice. But yeah, I, I think he's the most level-headed person that I've been listening to the whole time. Yeah, which uh, I think it was. I think it was yesterday. Someone had asked him a question, where it's like, "Hey." where do you go after this politically? And he's like, this isn't political. It's like, when this is done and I'm out of, I'm done as mayor of New York, I'm going home and taking a rest.
0: Or governor of New York. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Governor. Yeah. It's like, I'm not looking for anything else right now. He goes, I'm doing the job I have to do pretty much. Yeah.
0: And at the end of this, I think I saw that same thing and he said he was just going to, you know, like, and he was going to enjoy spending some time with his family and not having to worry about yeah. all of this kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. Cause I think, the funny thing is, is right before he that part came up of him talking yesterday, I was talking to Sarah. And I'm like, he would make a good president. Like, I could see him running further. Like, this is really boosting him into the uh, national spotlight, and he's handling it well. And then he says that it's like, oh, well, I guess he doesn't want that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think he is interested in running for president. I was. I was very heartened to hear him. Kind of go on the attack against Trump and basically call him, call Trump out for a lot of the lies that he has stated throughout the past few weeks about the coronavirus, like everything leading up to the shutdown, all of the stuff around yeah. testing and supplies being available. And then the, you know, the lack of a coordinated federal response, like Cuomo kind of called him onto the carpet for it. And of course, Trump freaked out about it later, but it was, it was a beautiful thing to behold.
2: I mean, he but he's usually quite, um, I guess, maybe political about what he says. He doesn't seem to want to attack Trump all the time,
0: which. Yeah, well, and I've I've noticed that from a lot of the different governors around, right? They'll if, if somebody asks them a direct question about what they think about the response, it's usually kind of a couched response like, well, you know it would be great if we had more help from the federal level, but here at the local mm-hmm. level, this is what we're doing. And they just kind of gloss over how terrible the federal response has been. And yeah. I think a large part of that is because they could see what mm-hmm. the Trump administration was doing in favoring Republican governors or oh, yeah. just, you know, governors who were fawning over the president who were, you know, saying what a great job dear leader has been doing in handling and, uh, the the coronavirus and the federal response to it and that he was not offering as much help to anybody that was all at all critical and of course i think a lot of the democratic governors saw that that was going on and out of an abundance of concern for their own people versus you know wanting to score political points they were just like yeah you know we can talk about that later let's just you know Let's respond to what's going on now. This is what we need right now. This is what's going on. This is how we're handling it. And, you know, it would be great if we had more help from the federal government. Hopefully that comes, whatever, but not being overly critical, you know, saying where they needed help and why, but not offering very much criticism. And then I think it's gotten to the point now where it's like. Okay, well, I've tried to be nice. I tried to not say anything about the federal government's response to this, and it hasn't gotten me anywhere, and Trump is still attacking me. So you know what? Fuck him. He's a piece of shit, and here's what's happening and why. And had we had a better federal response, we would have had more PPE coordinated in the areas that needed it most we would have had more ventilators we would have had more testing available for people this wouldn't have spread as fast now he's wanting to open the government or opening the, the economy again and he's a
2: fucking idiot for doing that well i mean the whole point of him opening up that war act again was to centralize all the resources and all he did was say ah, i'm enacting this and then no you gotta go get your own shit like well that's not the point of doing that the point of doing that is a centralized resources and allocate them where it's needed versus saying, well, we're going to spend money on it and get it. And you've got to bid on your own shit. Yeah. Which has fucked up a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, and like I said, though, I think, you know, a lot of the governors were not looking to criticize Trump. They, they weren't, yeah. they weren't trying to politicize this at all. And that's all the administration has been doing is politicizing yeah. every tiny little thing that they possibly can. And I think eventually the governors were just like, look, it doesn't fucking matter if I say anything bad about him or not. It's not going to change the the federal government's response. So I might as well point out how fucking awful their response is while I'm on television and have the opportunity to do so, because the president schedules the fucking Trump show every day to, to have a parade yeah. of people get up behind the podium and talk about how wonderful dear leader is and try to suck him off.
2: And isn't it, I think I saw that Mitt Romney is the only Republican that was not asked to be on the uh, task force to help reopen the economy.
0: Oh, I don't know. I know Romney's no big fan of Trump, but he's, uh, I don't know. I, I appreciate that he does speak out a little bit, but it would be nice to see a Republican other than Justin Amash be more outspoken about how fucking awful this administration is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, any active Republican anyway. I know that there are, you know, rep- people who have been in Republican ad- administrations before or are no longer in politics, whatever, who are speaking freely about that. But anybody who's currently in, there are very, very, very few Republicans who will say anything bad about the administration at all.
2: Yeah, there's I mean, there, are, yeah. there are a few state governors who are coming forward and saying, no, Trump is not giving us what we need. We've asked, we've asked, we're not getting what we the resources, and then Trump goes on the news and say, Well, it's only a few democratic states Democrat states that are having problems, and Republicans are like, No, we're fucking asking for the same thing.
0: Yeah, and it's nice to see some of them banding together, like, you know, realizing that the what the administration is doing has even transferred from, you know, just a lack of response to their response being actively harmful. To a lot of people yeah. in Democratic states and seeing that there are a few Republican governors and other Republicans out there just in the wild who who recognize what a terrible thing that is and are speaking out to help reduce the harm that the administration is actively causing now with a lot of the things that they're saying and doing.
2: Like Trump actively tweeting, telling them to revolt against their governors. Yeah, yeah, liberate. You know whatever state he—Michigan and yeah it was michigan and like three others virginia i think was one i think virginia was the one with the second amendment yeah thing attached to it and yeah it's fucking nuts
0: yeah and it's and it's getting worse (laughs) we have news and stuff we'll talk about more after this little break okay Hi, this is Christine Stenquist with Truce Together for Responsible Use in Cannabis Education. If you're interested in medical cannabis in Utah, follow us on our social media—Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truce Utah. If you're interested in donating to our awesome nonprofit, go to truceutah.org. And thank you so much for listening to the Godless Revolution podcast.
2: You okay.
1: Yeah, I'm just a little dizzy. Oh
2: dear. You know, I get a little bit anemic myself sometimes, and whenever I feel weak, I just take a tincture of polonius or some arsenicum, if that's all I've got, and I perk right up. What do you, you do, what? It's a homeopathic remedy. Oh, no thanks. Why not? It's not real. It is. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, well, I think it is. Oh yeah, I was on a tube today, and I saw a guy with no legs, so I prescribed him three drops of doodly-doodle-loo, and uh, his legs grew back.
1: Rob Franz, a homeopath. You could have told me that in my pre-dinner briefing.
2: I think a lot of people don't actually realise that there are alternatives out there that really do work. My guru, Alan, he cured himself of prostate cancer last year with walnuts. Oh, give me a break. Pardon? What did he do? Jam him up his asshole? I'm sorry you're coming into my house. I don't need to rip into your beliefs in your own home, but we just received some news about Sharon that is not good. And if I thought for a second that I could just rub a blueberry on her vagina and fix her, I would. But I can't because it's bullshit. I think you should leave. Thank you to everybody
0: who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. So what news do you guys have this week?
2: Well, I, I got something from uh, one of our favorite, I guess, a priest? Yeah, he, I guess you call him a priest. <laughs> you you know. guess you would call I him call a priest? I call them pedophiles. I call them pedophiles. <laughs> I don't know what they call themselves. The penguin pedophiles. Um, but we've heard of this guy already. I mean, I don't think we've really talked about him on the show because he really hasn't popped up hardcore until his Corona stuff came out. But, uh, you know, Tony Spell. That sounds familiar. Yeah, he's the one that was busing everyone to his uh, church for Easter weekend, refusing to shut down, defying all the orders. I think we might have talked about him briefly when this all started. Good. Okay. But uh, he's got something else he wants you to do right now. So let's I'll just, I'll just go ahead and read this. Uh, The Louisiana pastor who has been busing in parishioners for Sunday services despite concerns over spearheading the coronavirus uh, COVID-19 virus uh, was put on the spot Sunday morning by CNN's Victor Blackwell for asking those same church members to hand over their $1,200 stimulus checks, despite the fact that they Uh may be poor. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Speaking with the CNN host. No
1: wonder. No wonder why he's been defying all the orders. He's got to get everyone near the collections
2: plate. Oh, yeah. So I, I had seen the original video of him asking for people to donate. And he was, I think he's out in the, like at the parking lot of his mega church. Uh, it's not really a mega church. It's still a good sized church. But, um, he was saying, uh, like what, like the, the challenge, like this is our web challenge or our internet challenge. We're going to donate our checks. My son has donated to this church and we're going to donate to this church and they need to be part of the, the life tabernacle church. And it's like, they're all have to be part of your church. your in the church network and you want them all to take this challenge to donate their checks to it. I'm like, you motherfucker. Yeah. But speaking with CNN hosts. Pastor Tony Spell of the Life Tabernacle Church first defended busing people in, uh, despite putting them at risk of contracting the coronavirus, saying many were per too poor to have internet access where they could watch his service online.
0: So I decided I would put their lives in danger because I'm a fucking prick.
2: Yeah, yeah and ask yeah. for their $1,200. Jesus Christ. Uh, Well, yeah, that led the CNN host to point out that his concern over their lack of money hasn't stopped him from asking for their much-needed government checks. You are asking people who are in your congregation who don't have money can't even get to you without you picking them up to hand them over $1,200 stimulus checks. Why? Blackwell asked. The pastor spell stimulus challenge is to help those who do not get stimulus much as evangelicals and missionaries, uh, spell shot back. So this morning, these evangelists and foreign missionaries who have not had payment for five weeks now will be in the service this morning where we'll give them a large offering. Yeah. So he's pretty much saying, oh, I haven't gotten paid, so give me your money. Ah. <sighs> Then Blackwell comes back. Hold on, Pastor. Blackwell cut in. Nonprofits, faith-based ministries can apply for a paycheck protection program. You can get the... he's cut off. Well, we we don't want to do that, Spell interrupted. "Uh, But this is your choice. I just made sure that I print out these uh, from the Small Business Administration website, Blackwell said, holding up a highlighted document. You have the option. My question is... I'll let you answer. I will let you, I will let you answer. But to say that people who, uh, know you don't have much, you have to go in and pick them up to bring them to your church, then ask them to hand over $1,200, the only money some people will have, and you have another option. Why not give that money to them? Why isn't this the time for the church to give to those who do not have? Yeah.
0: Yeah, instead of take, 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 why aren't they doling out all of the money that they've been taking in all this time? Isn't that what a church is supposed to do? Isn't that why? Isn't that why the government allows them to not pay any taxes because it is a community good? It's a place that ostensibly is supposed to help people
2: in need. Yeah. Right. Instead, he's asking for people who need it the most right now for them to give that money away to him to help pay for his fucking salary that he relies on by you giving him your money tax-free as horsepuckies, man. Ah, uh. but I do think it is bullshit that churches are allowed to claim a small business and get federal yeah. tax money for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. American atheists has uh, been, been, trying to draw people's awareness toward that uh I know for the past week or so uh, Allison Gill has been making the rounds on various podcasts and they've put out press releases and published things out on Facebook and Twitter and I've just I haven't even been on social media much because I've been so busy with work but I I have seen stuff like that and I need to be more on the ball in sharing that so that everybody else can see it as well
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I saw last week, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I know BYU, the private Mormon church college, got substantially more than the state funded Utah State University. Like, That's bullshit. A lot more money. And I'm like, wait, why is BYU getting so much more money? A private then religious
0: institution, A yeah.
2: private religious institution is getting way more money for their college than the other one. Why?
0: Well, you know, they're very supportive of, of, of Donald Trump and the administration. It's just, it's very good. It's, it's, what the, it's you know, we'll, we'll have to see how that goes.
2: Well, I think it's probably also because the people who are deciding who gets the money are very red. and would rather give more money to a religious institution than one that's not.
0: Uh, I thought you were denigrating gingers there for a minute. Oh, no. no! Whoa. I mean, I'm kidding. Now that you put it that way. <laughs> they're they're very red fucking yeah. gingers.
2: Soulless <laughs> fucking pricks. Uh, I wasn't even going that way, but it's a good point. Why are Republicans red? Because they're soulless. Uh, automatic
0: doors won't open for them. Mm-hmm. I know.
2: but yeah i just i just thought that one was was completely fucked and this is the same guy who i i hope he gets sick i'm not hoping he dies from the coronavirus but how many pastors have we seen there keep holding service keep saying well we're we, we we got the blood of god on our side we won't get sick this is all bullshit and then fucking get sick and die i'm bathed in the blood of jesus yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Which is also why I'm I'm very leery of the everything going back to normal very quick.
0: Yeah, or you got people like yes. Kenneth Copeland, you know, doing his fucking sermon with henchmen surrounding him, repeating the things that he says. They're fucking stupid and insane. That he rebukes COVID and he spits yeah. at it and blows it away like uh, what it. It, and then asking people for money when he's a multi-millionaire,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: it's fucking disgusting.
2: Dude, probably came there in his Ferrari. Uh. Oh. which reminds me, I watched a very good show on uh, Amazon. I think it's on HBO, actually. Oh yeah, was that? Um, Austin, it's John Goodman. The Righteous uh, Gemstones. Yeah, I, I watched that last <laughs> week at work. Yeah, that's that pretty fun. good.
0: <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Uh, I I liked it. Um, I, I've I watched the the. First, I think it's only been out for one season, right?
2: Yeah, th- yeah. They only had the one season up. It was twenty nineteen when it came out. So yeah, I hope they come back with the season two.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's pretty good. I like it. I Tracy and I have started watching uh, Catastrophe. It's <laughs> it's a half hour comedy, and there's only six episodes per season. It's on Amazon. Is and it British? uh yes and no it's it's basically an american show but parts of it well all of it almost all of it is shot in the uk and and has a bunch of people you know has a bunch of uh, european cast members and a couple americans but it's just it's really fucking funny it's like the the basic premise of the show is like how it starts is there's an American who's in the u k for work and ends up well while he's there for work for a week uh has this awesome affair not really a f- well affair he's not he he doesn't have another partner that he's cheating on or anything he just has he this a fling yeah he has a fling with this irish woman living in the u k uh or living in England and he goes back home and then gets a call from her a while later with her telling him that he, that she is pregnant and that's the catastrophe. (laughs) that sets off the whole show. And then it just kind of unfolds from there, but it's really fucking funny. Like the writing is really good and the acting is really good. It's, it's very,
2: it's very witty. I like it a lot. Well, Ireland, you're allowed to have an abortion now. So yeah, (laughs) even Northern (laughs) Ireland, I said, said I asked if it was British because they tend to do the uh, oh three episodes, five episodes, six episodes for a season. Yeah, they have real short seasons a lot of times. Yeah, a series. Yeah,
0: yeah, but it's good. Oh, I like yeah. it a lot. Uh, we've we've yeah. been watching that one.
2: What other news oh, do you have for us? Oh, do you want to You want to get even madder? Oh, why not? Okay, I'm just gonna read. I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna read the headline of it because it'll make you pissed off right away. Okay. I'm just going to read what this this I'm just going to go through the story. A Republican state lawmaker compared Idaho government Brad Little to Adolf Hitler because she said that stay at home order during the coronavirus pandemic are akin to Nazi extremist camps. What? Yes, Uh you heard that right. The interview with a tech. Yeah, I'm just 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 wait. Okay, I'll I'll wait. it it, it It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. During an interview with a Texas podcaster last week, Idaho State Representative Heather Scott called the economic shutdown no different than Nazi Germany. And here's what she said. No different. Yeah. And when you have government telling you that your business is essential or non-essential, yours is non-essential and someone is essential, you have a problem there, Scott explained. I mean, that is no different than Nazi Germany, where you had a government telling people either you were essential worker or not essential worker. And not essential workers work, uh, got to go on a train. Y- yeah, yeah. Uh You can take away uh. people's lives and property without compensation. And that's exactly what we're doing, she said later. I mean, they're literally calling him Little Hitler. Governor Little Hitler.
0: Yeah, fucking idiots are calling him Little Hitler.
2: Like her. So, she is saying that if you are considered non-essential, you are basically being treated like a Jew during the Holocaust. I'm not just Jew with your Jew or... Not basically. Exactly. Yeah. Which is... She says exactly. Complete bullshit. Because... No different. No different. It's you are deemed non-essential worker, you are put on a bus and taken to a concentration camp.
0: Well, and it's basically the opposite, right? Like, oh. we're, we're telling people to stay home so that they are not killed versus yeah. how yes. things were in a concentration camp where they would go to the camp so that they would be killed.
2: Yes.
1: And they and, would make, not only a that, sense but of work. You're, you're physically locked into the camp where yes. now we're asking people to use their freedom to stay at home.
2: Yeah. Sometimes Hitler would have those people bust to a concentration camp where they built weapons of war for the Germans. So that's technically they were the essential ones.
0: Yeah. And well, using slave labor in the no camps. Way. Yeah.
2: Slave labor. But that's completely off topic from what she's saying. But I mean, how, f- I mean, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. It's, it's quite opposite. In fact, in many ways, it is. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yeah, that was ruined. that was a short story. There's there's video of her saying it and stuff, but yeah, yeah. Well, She's, I, uh,
0: I just can't get over the the protests that have been going on. You know, there was even a protest oh, here in Utah yesterday uh, at the Capitol yeah. of people who are complaining that you know they're having to stay home so they don't fucking die or kill other people, and instead of protesting that they don't have adequate Medical supplies for our first responders, that there aren't enough ventilators, that they, you know, that these people don't have adequate medical coverage. They can't, that there aren't, that there isn't adequate testing available or that our government's access
2: to unemployment lines.
0: Yeah, that our government's response has been so fucking terrible. Those aren't the things that they're protesting. They're protesting wanting to put the yoke back on themselves to go back to work and put themselves and other people in danger. That's what they're protesting for. That's what they're agitating for is to, is the ability to put more people in danger and it's fucking sick and gross instead of protesting what they should be protesting. You know, like I said, when I went through that list of lack of PPE, lack of uh, medical equipment, lack of medical insurance, lack of proper pay for people who are unable to go to work, Lack of pay for people who are working and putting themselves in harm's way and often dying because they have to go to work because they have no other options available. That's what people should be protesting, not that they want to put other people in danger. That's fucking sick and gross.
2: And if they open everything up right now, I don't want to go anywhere. Oh, hell no. (laughs) I'm like this will be history repeating itself again. You think, Oh, it's all good. Go back to work. And then it's going to be another mass fucking breakout.
0: Yeah. It's it's yeah. We were watching the news earlier today, you know, watching the Sunday programs and everything. And I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, not be incredibly angry at the fucking idiots who are protesting because they want to go back to work they want everybody to go back to work and you know well some people are gonna have to fucking die and that's just that's just it that's uh, you know that's just a fact of life like some people are gonna die from this but we can't make the remedy worse than the actual disease well like we mentioned a couple Uh weeks ago during the show like if you open too soon you get both you get People yeah. dying and the economy tanking, but they're too Very fucking little stupid. Unemployment
2: numbers then? Yeah,
0: yeah. They I I, I watched fuck I don't know uh, probably half a dozen or more interviews of people who were at these protest rallies, and all of them were just spewing nonsense, fucking stupid conspiracy theories.
2: And yeah, I saw. Uh, sort tr- one where the guy was basically saying, "You need to let people get sick so the disease can run its course."
0: probably an anti-vaxxer too
2: probably (laughs) yeah or the people saying there is a cure out there it's the hydroxychloroquine yeah Which has very bad side effects too if used improperly and
0: hasn't been shown to be effective against this in all cases or even a majority of cases
2: yeah like if you have a pre-existing condition the hydroxychloroquine can kill you if you are yeah. taking hydroxychloroquine at the high doses they want you to take it at for more than a month, it can kill you.
0: Yeah. Well, and Tracy, as we were watching this, you know, she's like, well, now I'm getting concerned that, you know, with these kind of fucking people out here, that it's making me more concerned that Trump will win re-election. And I had to remind her that, you know, this is a very loud, very small minority of people who are this fucking stupid. Like, Sure, yeah. there are a lot of dumb people out there. Yeah. And there are oh dumb no, people. He's going
1: to win again. <laughs> Don't say he's that. He's winning again. He's definitely winning again. He's buying it right now with this stimulus.
0: Well, that's what he's certainly trying to do, yeah, with So we we mentioned uh, toward the top of the show that Trump has his name put on the checks that are being mailed out to everybody. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't have the authority to actually sign the checks because nope. That's a bad thing. (laughs) That's like when I was president for atheists of Utah, one of the things that you should not absolutely should not fucking do as a nonprofit organization is have the president of that organization also in charge of the purse strings. That's a, that's a recipe for disaster. You need, you need to have a separation. You need to have an actual treasurer who takes care of the finances, not the president of the organization. And That's why the president of the United States cannot sign checks because that's a very, very terrible way to go about things because then the president could just write checks to whoever the fuck he wants for whatever amount he wants and have no real check on that. No real check on him writing checks. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and and Steve Mnuchin just today. uh, So the. What everybody had believed, and what I still believe, is that Trump wanted his name on the checks, and so they they worked out a way to do that. Even though he can't sign them officially, it's put in the memo, you know, that it has his signature and it's part of the stimulus program, whatever, so that when people get it, they'll know that, you know, President Trump was the one in charge of this when he wasn't, and it takes more than just him to get this fucking done anyway, and The Mm -hmm. fact that they made this change delayed those checks going out, which could potentially cost people's lives or livelihood because he wanted to have his fucking name on the check. Yeah. This is one of those things that it just it pisses me off so fucking bad that this asshole doesn't care how many people are impacted by this doesn't care how many people are going to be harmed by this stupid petty fucking narcissistic vain vainglorious attempt to have his name put in front of their faces even more
1: yeah yep, that's exactly right hey guys this is brandy hamrick i'm from charleston west virginia contrary to popular belief we don't all fuck our cousins and we didn't all vote for trump and you're listening to the godless revolution
2: I mean, are we doing this for real or not? Well, I don't know. I think you should marry me. Uh, (laughs) What?
1: Are you mental?
2: Marry me and find out.
1: Why? I mean, I literally don't know who you are. I mean, seriously, who are you? Do, Do you have a middle name? Can you ride a horse? Did a priest ever fiddle with you? These are things I don't know.
2: Clifford, yes and no. But a nun did stay in the room with me when I changed out of dirty underpants once. <laughs> if you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution
0: at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330 81 Rebel, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you.
2: Now, I, was, I was- scrolling through trying to find this thing right now i'm not gonna be able to find it but i gotta bring this up because i saw you post something on facebook dan which i have to disagree with oh yeah what's that uh with uh as far as the vote in wisconsin mm-hmm. when you had put something out saying bernie sanders could have prevented this if he would have dropped out earlier instead of making people in wisconsin have to go vote along those lines uh-huh but the Wisconsin vote wasn't just for the primary, wasn't just voting for who was your presidential choice. It was also for Wisconsin Supreme Court and a bunch of other judge votes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm my point wasn't that nobody would go out. It's that it yeah. increased, you know, by by Sanders staying in, it increased the number of people who would go out because, you know, a lot of the Sanders supporters out there, not to be mean to any of our listeners who are Sanders supporters. I would have voted for Sanders well above, you know, Biden. You know, Biden was at the bottom of my list of people that I would have voted for or preferred to be the nominee, but having Sanders stay in past the point of relevance or even a chance of actually winning did put people's lives in danger. Certainly not everybody that went out to vote, but I'm sure there was a, there was a number of people who went out to vote only because his name was out there. That's all that they were concerned with was voting for him. They didn't have any other idea about anybody else who was running. They were out to vote for him.
2: Well, cause I was trying to find the thing my uncle had shared but basically talking about uh specifically Milwaukee where he's from, because they had shut down so many precincts like there's supposed to be a hundred and some odd places to vote, and it was whittled down to four
0: yeah I think, yeah i, I thought it was more were, I thought it was more than that, but I thought it was only five <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, but still it was it's uh, it was crazy on how basically voter suppression was going on oh yeah absolutely but uh the person said that they they Everyone that came, they worked their asses off and people showed up just to show that you can't shut them down. Like they showed up more to say, I'm going to vote just because you are trying to stop me from voting. And they ended up winning and voting out the Republican front person for the Supreme Court nomination.
0: Yeah. The, the right wing Supreme Court guy.
2: And, and that's so everything they try to do failed. Mm-hmm. And I think where Tracy was saying, well, this is going to get Trump elected. I'm like, well, when you see stuff like, like what happened in Milwaukee where people were like, no, I am voting because you're trying to stop me from voting. Like you're actively trying to make it harder. And we're going to prove that we're going to go out and do this. No matter what, what obstacle you put in our way, we're going to tell you to go fuck off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess there'd have to be some pretty thorough analysis of the numbers, you know, of, of, Prior votes taking place, you know, or voting in prior years versus now versus the number of polling locations that were open versus... You know, in the past, what were open during this and how the votes went. There's, there's a lot of analysis that'll have to come from that. My, my main point, and that wasn't even like a, a standalone post. I think that was kind of a throwaway comment on, on another one of my posts was. Yeah. I,
2: I, th- I think what, why well, I'd read that comment on there, and that's what stuck out to me. I was like, well, it wasn't just Bernie Sanders they had to vote for. There was a lot of big votes coming up in Wisconsin on that day.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, and, and if I didn't make it clear that it wasn't, you know, when I made that comment, it wasn't that everybody who's out here right now is are only out there because they're out there to vote for Bernie and that's putting themselves in danger. No, that wasn't the purpose of the tw- of my comment. Oh, okay. It was, you know, the number of people that are out there now, a portion of those people are only out there because they wanted to go out and vote for Bernie Sanders. And it's well past the time that he has any chance of actually winning and becoming the nominee. And so by staying in and having these people go out... That's a terrible decision, I think, on the, on the part of the Sanders campaign.
2: Well, I think it was a Wisconsin failed horribly in that by even forcing them to have to vote that day. Oh yeah, absolutely. Whether the, it was for yeah the Supreme the, the Court presidential or for the yeah for the Supreme Court nominees or your local courts and everything, like that was that was a failure of the fucking state right there.
0: Yeah, well, it was a failure of the courts also. They they tried to stop the election or or delay it, and the Supreme Court said, no, you need to push forward yeah. on this.
2: The, the,
0: the very and, Republican courts. And, you know, and, and arguing against my comment, it could be said that him staying in may have increased turnout to the point that, you know, anybody who was going out to vote for him also coincidentally or through happenstance of going out to vote for Bernie Sanders also... Turned out and voted against that, you know, right-leaning judge, and so that was a good thing. So, I mean, you could take it either way. If I'm yeah, going to argue I mean, against we, myself in that comment,
2: and like you said, we don't have, I guess, all the numbers on hand to look at to see, okay, have, did more people show up? What were their voting history? To know, but yeah, I just think as as but on the side of what uh, Tracy was saying, I think people will come out to vote just because they're they feel like they need to now hopefully
0: yeah i uh. i they're so i've been very very discouraged by the number of people i see making just ridiculously stupid comments about different things right and and twisting things to their own personal advantage to suit the narrative that they're trying to promote. I, I get the motivation to do that, but I am disheartened when I see people who are otherwise decent skeptics doing that to, to just, like I said, to promote the the narrative that they want. Right. And I saw a lot of really awful, terrible, stupid things that people were commenting about Joe Biden or the DNC or whatever. Yeah. And I, I, really just got tired of arguing with people about it. And I decided, you know, the, the people that I see making these horribly, horrifically stupid comments aren't people that I actually know for the most part anyway, have never met are, you know, and I don't know if they're even actual real people. They could just be Russian bots out there doing whatever. And so I decided a while ago I was conversing with somebody online, uh, a friend of mine, who made a comment of, you know, I, I said something about I had to block somebody for some reason, and the, that person commented and said, you know, I realized a while ago that it's not worth my time to try to maintain an online friendship with somebody that I don't know very well and would never want to have a meal with or, you know, that I would never want to visit with in real life or ha- or sit over yeah. across the table from. So why would I bother you know, watching or reading or, you know, interacting with them at all. Like it, my life has become so much better just unfriending or blocking people that I really don't care about and wouldn't want to be around anyway. Like if I don't want to be around them in real life, why would I want to hang out with them online? And that's yeah. made things so much easier yeah. and and cleaner and happier for me. And I took that to heart and have started just, you know, if there's something that I don't agree with or somebody is saying something just horrifically stupid, like if I don't know them, it's not up to me to try to convince them otherwise. And depending on my mood, I might just scroll past or if it's really bad and I don't know who they are. And I think that that what they're doing is actively harmful and they may share something on my timeline that would harm other people. I just don't allow them to have that platform. They're unfriended or they're blocked or whatever. Like, it like i don't have to deal with stupid fucking assholes if i don't want to <laughs>
2: <laughs> which which is which is nice about the internet you can just block people out
0: well and then after having so many political discussions and arguments with people back and forth i decided you know what if you want to argue with me about it that's fine you you can argue with me and and if you have something that i've missed i would love to see the information that you have to present and maybe it will sway me maybe it won't But if you post something horrifically stupid, I'm just going to block you. And then I'm going to donate $10 to Joe Biden's campaign.
2: Yeah, I saw that.
0: (laughs) Because then that, you know, it it does two things. It makes it so that I'm not so aggravated and wasting my time talking to somebody who is either a bot or is too stupid for me to even really be concerned with. Because nothing I say is going to change their mind about it. So why put myself through the aggravation and waste of time doing that? So I can block them and then I'll do some constructive good by donating to the only candidate aside from Donald Trump who actually stands a chance of winning the election.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I got into an argument at someone at work at work the other day because they said, well, where has Bernie Sanders gone? And he just kind of like up and left now and took all that money and, and ran like, he didn't even think he was going to get elected. So why did he fucking even run in the first place? And I'm like, For one thing, Bernie Sanders hasn't left. Like, as a matter of fact, I just watched him a few hours ago on the internet with Joe Biden talking about how he's going to help him, you know, win the election next. And Mm -hmm. he didn't run because he didn't think he could get elected. He ran because he thought he could get elected.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He didn't run for no fucking reason at all.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and the the thing the thing that they're missing too is that. The is the importance of voting for Biden is because we need Bernie Sanders in the Senate writing bills, and we need to put somebody in the White House who will sign those bills. Uh huh. You know, so we 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 can't we just can't have a
2: tyrant that's right wing anymore. I mean, it's well this this guy was a pretty hardcore Republican. We're going so I don't to, think but, he wants either of that to happen. Oh, well. yeah.
0: Well, and and one of the things that. I, I had in mind when I just went on that little tirade about blocking people and donating and everything, was. Now I've fucking lost it.
2: Um, my nose, Oz is hitting my door right now. My my <laughs> head is
0: my head is swimming. Uh, sorry, I lost the thread. Oh, you're
2: good. Um, dipshits.
0: Uh huh. There's a lot of them out there.
2: There, there are. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking are. <laughs>
1: No, I, Uh, I appreciate Trump's going to win again. (laughs) No,
0: he's not. Um, No, I, I honestly, I really don't see any path to victory for Trump unless, Oh, that was it. That. Okay. So here's what I was going to say is I've seen a lot of very, very reactionary paranoid, like bordering on conspiracy theory, wackadoodle stuff from a lot of people who I think know better. And I, and, and so I'm not entirely sure what their motivations are for posting some of the things that they are saying, but I've seen comments from people who have basically said there is no, you know, th- this election is going to be a farce no matter what. And Donald Trump will be reelected either through, you know, extreme voter suppression or he's just going to cancel the election or whatever. And those are certainly things to be concerned about, but they're. I've seen a few people advocate for basically violent insurrection and Ah, I don't think that's where we need to go with any of this, but I do have genuine concerns that if we don't have Donald Trump voted out of office, this may be the last even somewhat fair and free election that we have here. Like that is a genuine concern of mine. Like I, it is a genuine concern of mine that even if he is voted out, that he may just say, well, I don't want to go.
2: And then what? Yeah. Which, 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 like we've talked about that before. We don't know what happens if he decides to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I generally do concern myself with voter suppression. Like Milwaukee was, or Wisconsin was a good example of it recently.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, and with uh, with the pandemic that's going around, and the ability to have mail-in voting for everybody not being, you know, spread through across the United States, it it's available here in Utah, but not in every other state. Yeah. And that could lead to some serious voter suppression,
2: which I saw a meme earlier today. And it's a meme and I didn't fact check it yet. But it was basically saying that uh, if you don't trust voter uh, mail in votes, the U.S. government, the military has been doing it since the Civil War. Oh, yeah. Which I believe, because as military, you're never in the state that your, your home state is. So you do absentee ballots, which is essentially mail in voting. Uh, so I kind of, I'm kind of like, well, it's probably true for people that served in the military that are out of their home state. They do absentee ballots. Yeah. And yeah, the only thing that that I,
0: yeah, the only thing that I don't, that I'm unsure about with the meme that you just stated is that I don't know how long it's been going on. So I don't know if it's necessarily been going on since the civil war or not.
2: Yeah. That's the part I don't know. I didn't fact check that if it's been going on since the civil war. But it has been going on for quite a long time where people in the military do absentee ballots. Yeah. Which is a form of mail-in voting. Yeah. And we've never complained about that.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it would be interesting to know what the the statistics were on that vote or whatever. Did you find information on that, Ryan?
2: I did. Ooh, what is it? Um it turns out that the uh the meme is true. Uh, according to this, which is from a digital commons from the Wayne at Wayne State. Uh, the Wayne State. Wayne State. (laughs) Yes. Wayne. Yeah. Wayne State. I don't know what, what state that college at Wayne State University dissertations.
0: Uh. Uh,
2: during the Civil War, 20 northern states changed their laws to permit absentee soldiers to vote before the enactment of these statutes. State laws had a tethered balloting to the voters community and required in-person participations to vote. So, yeah, during the Civil War, that's when they changed the laws for soldiers that were on the battlefield to be able to vote, but only soldiers.
0: Only soldiers versus, so,
2: oh, versus like, like the populace. People. People. Like if you were, yeah, like you couldn't be like, oh, sorry, I'm out of state on business. You'd have to come back to your home to vote. Uh, okay. But the first... The first cases of actual mail in voting was during the Civil War from twenty northern states allowing soldiers uh to vote from different encampments. well, that's kind of cool so so there you go so that that meme is true hmm. huh. <laughs> well, that's very interesting, yeah, so we've been doing it for a long time like eighteen sixty no yeah sixty one wow. yeah. Wow. Well,
0: that'll wrap things up for this show. We have a new piece of equipment that is very exciting that I will be tinkering with and playing with more and doing some more testing to get this set up a little better. Uh, the audio will continually improve and we'll be making minor changes and adjustments as we go forward. And hopefully this new bit of equipment will allow us to get through the show more smoothly and reduce editing time and just be a big boon to the show overall. Uh, In the meantime, I have it operating and it's working much better than the old board that we had. Um, It just makes things a little easier for me because I'm not great at doing the sound mixing and stuff (laughs) ordinarily. Like I can do post-production just fine. It's the the -the on-the-fly stuff that has me flummoxed every now and then Dealing with all of the different sound settings, but this has made it much easier. Hopefully, it will make the editing process much easier going forward. Yeah. Well, that'll that'll wrap things well, especially, up. For us. Especially
2: oh. when we're all in the same room again. Oh yeah. Fuck, I miss seeing
0: you guys and having you here in studio and chatting with you before and after the show and in between takes and stuff. Like, I miss you guys a lot. I hope you're doing well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's why it's we're still trying to make this as as personable as we can, but it's still kind of hard. Like, we we're not doing it in person. It's more fun and easier to do it in person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, we miss out on a bunch of social cues and stuff yeah. when we're not in the same room together, like knowing when one person is necessarily done speaking or has something else to say or, <laughs> or needs to take a break to go and take a leak or whatever the case yeah. may be, you know, like uh-huh. it just makes it more difficult when we're not all in the same room. Yeah. Been an adjustment for sure. Uh, before we go, though, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be Alan Firth,
2: Christy Kalbach, Gay Atheist, Stephen Andrus, Let the Miko Go feffy. Two Skeptical Chaps, Vanessa, Don't Be a Richard, Polly Olson, Utah Outcasts,
1: Wesley Aaron, Andrew Vodopich,
0: Jeremy Goodson,
1: Randy Hamrick, Jeff Peterson, Megan Mitchell, Tim Jacobson, Janet Uter, Savita Kuna, Purple Dragon, Captain Samples, Corey Ebert, Free 215, <sighs> and a Pooh support the Philadelphia Ethical <laughs> Society. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I <laughs> breathe a sigh of, of relief by not having to read that one. It's easy. It's.
0: Freethinker215 and Apu Nahasapima Petalon support the Philadelphia Ethical Society. Apu okay.
2: like <laughs> <laughs> I have fucked it
0: up. <laughs> and it's just because I've been practicing. <laughs> I had more time to to read it and, and think about it more, I think. Uh, and lastly, Taylor Grin, who, uh, I don't know, on, I was going to say last week, but it wasn't last week. It was at least two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> that we mentioned that we're super excited about the fact that uh, Taylor will be moving to Sweden. But yeah, the reason... Awesome. Yeah, which is which is fucking awesome. But the reason that he'll be going uh, out to Sweden is because his partner, Sandra, got accepted to a political science master's program there at the... Yay! Yeah, she got a full ride scholarship to the tem- Tempere, or Tempere, or I don't know how to pronounce it university. They gave her a full ride scholarship uh, for graduate school uh, to be in their Leadership for Change Governance for Social Change Masters program, which is which a mouthful. Is fucking
2: awesome! Yeah, and that's, that's amazing.
0: yeah, that's so fucking cool to win a full ride scholarship uh, in a graduate program in another country is just fucking amazing like and she's awesome. Yeah. Uh so, so Taylor so Taylor and Sandra have been here in studio with us before and she was too shy to say anything on the microphone because I don't know, she was she was shy and and doubted herself but she should not. She's fucking awesome. That is so yeah. incredibly fucking
2: cool that that happened. Which is why from this point on we're firing you Taylor. <laughs> we have a new person coming in that is going to graduate top of her class in Sweden
0: <laughs> and then we'll have her in here as the reigning expert yeah. on politics yeah and and taylor can you. we we love you taylor
2: <laughs>
0: yes we do i was going to say taylor can suck eggs but no that's not it at all <laughs> we we love you both thank you. that's that's awesome i'm i'm so excited and I I don't want to, I don't want it to sound condescending, but I'm proud. Like it's, yeah. that's, that's just awesome. They're both just yeah. such fantastic fucking people. It's, it's nice that I, and us, like as a show, we're just surrounded by awesome, awesome people.
2: people. Yeah. And that's a huge accomplishment mm-hmm. and you should be fucking proud of that all day long. Oh, hell yeah. That's fucking <clears throat> super cool.
0: And so until next week crucify protesters that just want to get back to work and put that yoke back on themselves. Yeah, leave us a
2: review and stop being fucking selfish. You know, people that go out and, you know, not doing the stuff they're
1: supposed to do, they're selfish.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And rate the show
1: five times a day toward Biden 2020.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Sunday and I've already fucked this up because I don't have the goddamn thing in front of me. Um, well, it
2: is Sunday.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm going to start again. <laughs> okay.
1: Remember when we only did one run one uh, of our three audios on April Fool's? That was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was I so didn't, much I didn't even better than something- if we cut you out. I didn't even realize something was wrong. My mom said, there's something weird about the podcast. I went back and I'm like, wait, I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> I completely forgotten about that until you mentioned it, Matt. <laughs> <laughs>